It's been described as a slow-moving train wreck that continues to destabilise China's economy and potentially the rest of the world. We're talking about the China Evergrande Group, the real estate Goliath, uh, to say the least, that's facing a complicated liquidation on the order of a Hong Kong court yesterday. So what's the risk of a fallout here in Australia? We're joined this morning by the ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan, who's been following this closely. Peter, good morning. China's Australia's biggest trading partner. I mean, could the unravelling of Evergrande damage that relationship and, and in turn hurt the Australian economy? Well, Tom, uh, good morning. That term, slow-moving train wreck, really sums up what we're seeing at the moment. And, of course, it is a significant risk. Over the past few years since Evergrande uh, crisis exploded back in 2021 at the height of the pandemic, the Reserve Bank of Australia has been consistently identifying a significant risk in terms of China's uh, property sector without directly mentioning Evergrande. This could weaken demand for Australia's iron ore and coal exports to make steel used in Chinese construction. Uh, More broadly, any forced breakup or sale of Evergrande could really uh, rattle Chinese businesses and consumers and in turn reduce demand for Australian goods and services. Now, Australia's budget is in surplus. That's largely not entirely underwritten by tax receipts from commodities exports, significantly uh, from China. So any dent in that would be a concern to Treasurer Jim Chalmers, especially if there's contagion into other parts of China's economy, which in turn could have major ramifications for other economies around the world. I mean, how difficult would it be for Evergrande to be broken up? And does a decision by a Hong Kong court... You know, does that apply to a company based in mainland China? Well, Tom, uh, a lot of uncertainty here too, and this is why the process could be very long and drawn out uh, because there's doubt over whether um, uh, mainland China uh, jurisdictions recognise a decision by a Hong Kong court. There's a bigger focus also on how Chinese authorities might treat foreign creditors and investors when a company fails. At this stage, they're probably unlikely to get their entire investment back. And as the saying goes, they're probably uh, preparing to take a big haircut uh, given the risks of their uh, speculation turning sour. Now, Evergrande has about half a trillion Australian dollars in debt. Uh, with liabilities uh, well overshadowing assets. Evergrande shares trading in Hong Kong fell 21% yesterday before a trading halt. And all of this, Tom, comes as Beijing's grappling with an underperforming economy, the worst property market in nine years, a stock market at five-year lows along with high unemployment, and also very unhappy Regular investors who sunk their life savings into properties they've bought off the plan, which might not be completed. I mean, Evergrande and the broader Chinese economy, just one worry at the moment when you consider those, you know, widening geopolitical risks, Peter. Yeah, that's right. The uh, disorderly unravelling of Evergrande, if that happens, has the potential to cause shockwaves around the world. But it's just one risk when you uh, consider what we already have, the war in Ukraine, uh, worries about a widening conflict in the Middle East. Deloitte Access Economics has just released its latest business outlook. Partner and lead author Stephen Smith told me the global economy is entering a delicate stage um, in the post-pandemic rebalancing, which means cracks could soon start appearing in Australia's so far good economic fortune.
There is elevated uncertainty, including you know, geopolitical events around the world, uh, some structural change in China. So there's there's certainly a lot that could go wrong. But look, so far coming out of the pandemic, you know, conditions have been better than most people expected, certainly better than we expected. And as you mentioned on those geopolitical issues, we're seeing a potential uh, widening of the Middle East conflict just in the last 24 hours. That's obviously pretty concerning given the forecasts. Look, this is exactly the sort of thing that um, we think is a is a big risk, you know, conflict in, in the Middle East spreading or, or drawing in, you know, kind of new players, new actors, if you like, uh, and, you know, potentially having uh, implications for things like the oil price and, you know, the sort of risks that we think, you know, could potentially derail a, a soft landing. Given what we've seen with inflation domestically, but also globally, in particular in the United States, there's still some talk there might be a recession. But then again, the US economy appears to be a bit more than just resilient. You know, the pandemic was a very unusual experience and the strength of the US economy has been, yeah, um, quite remarkable and has underpinned really a soft landing uh, in the global economy. So, you know, that has been, you know, a really important factor for the global economic outlook in, in 2024. And domestically, we've had um, four and a quarter percentage points of rate rises since May 2022. The economy here remains resilient, but it is becoming softer, even flatlining by the end of the year. Look, we think that the cracks are starting to show that, you know, the Reserve Bank has increased interest rates, as you say, 425 basis points. There are many Australian households that are that are hurting. And, you know, we think that when the December quarter national accounts come out, we, we will have seen that the Australian economy uh, in terms of economic growth dipped below 2% over the year to December. And that would be the first time outside of the pandemic. That would be the first time since the early 1990s. So, look, we do think a slowdown is, is coming and softer conditions through 2024. And we'll be getting an update on inflation for the final quarter of last year. Are we going to be seeing signs that the economy softening or inflation is finally slowing? Well, inflation has certainly peaked and, and has been dropping for the last couple of quarters. But we do think uh, the CPI print uh, tomorrow for the December quarter uh, will be you know, a reasonably favourable reading, certainly in line or, or slightly below expectations from, from the RBA, so a further softening. Uh, but as I mentioned earlier, there's quite a few risks on the horizon and you know some potential sort of upward surprises in things like the oil price. So it's not going to be a smooth ride back down to the RBA target band. What about the turnaround on the Stage 3 tax cuts? Is that going to have any impact in terms of putting pressure on inflation? Initially, uh, that proposed changes to the to the stage three tax cut, we thought would have an inflationary upside effect. Once you consider the way people are paid and some of the administrative sort of aspects of our pay-as-you-go system, you know, the Treasury advice is that the government's actually going to save a little bit of money in, in the next financial year, the 12 months from, from 1 July when these tax cuts take effect. And so, you know, that being the case, we don't think there will be any uh, sort of upward inflationary pressure, nor, nor any downward inflationary pressure. It's it's quite, quite neutral, in fact, and, and so therefore no implications for interest rates either. Deloitte Access Economics partner Stephen Smith there speaking with the ABC's senior business correspondent Peter Ryan who was with me in the studio just before that. On the China Evergrande group, the real estate Goliath now facing a complicated liquidation on the order of a Hong Kong court yesterday. This is ABC News Radio across Australia. Thomas Ariti with you this morning. It's almost time for five minutes of news.